0: Welcome, everyone, to Pod & Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pod & Gore, your one-stop shop for just about everything that is horror, and we are your hosts. My name is Justin.
1: And my name is Brandon. Hello. Hi. Hi.
0: Welcome to this thing we do. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> it is a thing for sure. <laughs> yes, it is. I was like, what pun is he going to start out with today? Uh, there's... It's he the can go thing. with many things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Ain't no thing.
1: Yeah, but a thing. Hmm. Yeah.
0: What the hell are you drinking?
1: Uh, it's a... It's a <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So this, <laughs> I had bought it when I was in Oregon. It is a... It's a fruited sour beer which mm. um when it, like a lot of them will be sour to the point to where i'm like fuck it's giving me heartburn
2: sure. but
1: like this one right here is called theme from the bottom it's a raspberry chocolate ice cream mm. and that is exactly what it looks like dude it's thicker than a snicker and it's not the worst thing i've had it looks
0: gross but that sounds <laughs> great
1: um, it does. It tastes like, like a raspberry smoothie, hmm. just right. a little bit more tart than what you would expect there, but it's all right. And then I got the old, the, the, the apple on the back end here. Hmm.
0: Uh, anywho, we're talking about yeah. John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, this episode from 1982. It's not available streaming anywhere that I've seen,
2: mm-hmm.
0: at least not when I took these notes a long time ago. <laughs> uh, For those that haven't seen it, including us, like two days ago, a research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. Man is the warmest place to hide.
1: (laughs) And that, yeah, that, is that part of the, is that part of the line?
0: That's the tagline.
1: Okay, that's the tagline. I was like i don't think that you would go to that that <laughs> part there i was like it's a little dark for even you yeah. but i'm like okay <laughs> it, they're not wrong yeah, i mean right what do right. you do when you don't have what do you do when you don't have tauntauns exactly cut open the guy
0: Yeah, the fattest <laughs> one there most warm in space oh, oh, fuck. Oh, okay
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, now we're taking jabs thanks i'm buddy. fat
0: too I'm, um, but I'm i think fatter. we're about even
1: i promise you we're not <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Uh, Directed by John Carpenter. Screenplay by Bill Lancaster. Based on Who Goes There by John W. Campbell Jr. And it's also Mm. a remake of uh, Thing from Another World.
1: Right. 1951. I Mm. really, really wanted to watch it. And like I was telling you before we started recording, I, if I would have had, because in my room I have a, I have a, I have one TV in my bedroom that has mm-hmm. voodoo on it. And then in my living room, I have a fire stick TV that doesn't have voodoo, but it gives me movies from any, um, from anywhere. And so since I have those kind of linked, I I was able to watch the thing out there, even though I watched it on my computer on Discord last night with some people, which was a lot of fun. But I can't rent movies from mm-hmm. that. I'm sure I could have done it from Apple, but I, I, I kind of try to keep... Like, my rentings and my purchases kind of in the same spot. Just, yeah. you know, a lot easier for me. And if I would have been able to rent it out there from my normal abilities, I, th- I would have done that. But hmm. I did well, not. Well, I
0: own it. So there. Oh. I, I bought have it. Have you
1: watched it yet?
0: Well, obviously, because we're doing it for... Oh, oh, oh talk- you're talking about I'm the original. Talking about, yeah, I'm talking oh. about the original. Oh, never mind.
1: Smart ass. You on one. Okay. Yuck. Okay,
0: <laughs> uh, starring Kurt Russell, Wilford Brimley, but before he had diabetes, Keith David, <laughs> Richard Macer, T.K. Carter, and David Clennon. Released A very June. young,
1: oh, yeah. obviously very young, but like I don't think oh, I'd ever seen young. David Keith that young. Keith David. Keith David. I I was getting mixed up because they're both actors. God damn it! Yeah, no, <laughs> Keith David. Yeah. Um. I, dude. Yeah. Super. I don't think I've ever seen him that young in a movie even though he sounds the exact same Mm -hmm. i'm like hot man
0: yeah i'd have to look at his filmography to see what the earliest thing is it might be this now but before this i don't know what his earliest thing i would have seen would have been
1: and then you have kurt russell looking like spitting image of his of his uh of his um u.s agent son oh yeah that too yeah
0: Uh, release date, I think I said this already, but I'll say it again, June 25th, 1982, budget of $15 million and a box office of $19.6 in North America. Wow. So, not bad.
1: No, not bad. It doesn't, doesn't help when, you know, John Thing, or John Thing, John Carpenter's John thing. name is, John Thing, <laughs> yeah, fuck off. You got that <laughs> when his, John
0: Thing going When on. his
1: name's on the head there. Dude, um, so this was the fourth... This looks like it's his first actual movie. Movie though, because oh. he was he was a club patron in Disco Godfather. Cory uh, Alanis is a video that he was in in '79. The Pirates of Penzance as a TV as a TV movie, and then this there was this. He was Keith the handyman in Mister Rogers' Neighborhood after doing the thing. Oh wow! He was in Platoon, stuff like that going oh. on. But so yeah, I think like before this, this
0: a, it would have been Platoon. Would have been the first thing I would have seen him in then.
1: Yeah, platoons, nineteen eighty six. Yeah. Oh, he's in. They live too. Cuckoo. He was. He was. Yeah. He, he was a uh, Frank.
0: I don't know. I only watched it once, and I didn't. really like it.
1: Uh, obey.
0: Obey. Oh,
1: hmm?
0: uh, development of the film began in the mid nineteen seventies when producers J- uh, David Foster and Lawrence Turman suggested to Universal Pictures an adaptation of the nineteen thirty eight. John W. Campbell novella, Who Goes There? It had been loosely adapted once before in Howard Hawks and Christian Nieby's 1951 film, The Thing from Another World, but Foster and Terman wanted to develop a project that stuck more closely to the source material. So it'd be interesting to see. I know, I mean, obviously it was 51, and so it's not nearly as gross and shit as this, but...
1: Right, I kind of feel like it would be similar to what 13 ghosts was like in the 50s to the 2000s version
0: Mm. john carpenter was first approached about the project in 1976 but co or by co-producer and friend Stuart cohen but carpenter was mainly an independent film director so universal chose texas chainsaw massacre director toby hooper as they already had him under contract Back mm-hmm. in the day when that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, the producers were ultimately unhappy with Hooper, which seems to be a running theme we've heard in this show, and <laughs> his writing partner Kim Hinkle's concept. After several more failed pitches by different writers and attempts to bring on other directors such as John Landis, the project was put on hold. The success of Ridley Scott's Alien helped revitalize the project, at which point Carpenter became loosely attached following the success of a little film he, he did that we like called Halloween.
1: Just a little, little low-budget independent film.
0: Mm-hmm. That uh, <laughs> made a sequel or two in uh, mm-hmm. recent days, I think.
1: I can't wait two months. Let's go. I oh, know. <laughs>
0: Carpenter was reluctant to join the project, for he thought Hawk's adaptation would be difficult to surpass, although he considered the film's monster to be unnotable. Cohen suggested that he read the original novella, Carpenter found the creepiness of the imitations conducted by the creature and the questions it raised interesting. He drew parallels between the novella and Agatha Christie's mystery novel, and then there were none from 1939. Uh, Universal initially set a budget of $10 million with 200000 for creature effects, which at the time was more than the studio had ever allocated to a monster film. Filming was scheduled to be completed within 98 days. None of that happened. <laughs> huh. uh, storyboarding and designs were finalized. The crew estimated they would need at least $750,000 for creature effects instead of the 200, A figure Universal executives agreed to after seeing the number of workers employed under Ro- Rob Bowden, the special makeup effects designer. When the filming began in August, the thing had a budget of eleven point four million, and indirect costs brought it to fourteen million.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So went from ten up to fourteen. Yeah. Uh, the effects budget ran over eventually, totaling one point five million dollars. From the so, original two hundred thousand to seven hundred fifty thousand to now one million five hundred thousand.
1: Wow. So, um, I was going to look to say, to, uh, find, see if I can find a copy of this book mm-hmm. and be like, Oh, that'd be fun. Cause I mean, if it's that like interesting, it sounds like it would be, um, there's a few, like 15 bucks on Amazon, but okay. on a, on two different sites, you can buy the first edition, which is signed by the author for $900. I think
0: I'll just spend the 15.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes yes oh man and um, hell i might even look and see if it's on um audible but yeah dude there's a it's like 15 16 bucks on amazon i might i might try to scoop that up
0: yeah i might too uh the effects budget eventually forced the el- elimination of some scenes including null's confrontation uh of a creature dubbed the box thing by the end of production, Carpenter had to make a personal appeal to executive Ned Tannen for $100,000 to complete a simplified version of the Blair thing. The final cost was $12.4 and overhead costs brought it to $15 million. So It just keeps tick, tick, ticking up.
1: Yes, it does. <laughs> That's the thing about this movie, man. Like I could see why it the would cost so much money. It? Yeah, the thing about it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, it talk about it More, it, dude. I am such a sucker for just delicious, practical effects, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's one of the the thing I love most about like those '70s and '80s slashers and stuff like that, is because it was all practical and yeah. like the amount of time and effort that they would go into, you know, making these things look as realistic as possible, especially these monster movies, is. It, Sure, it's like you, I mean it costs more now, and you you can do it you know digitally and all that kind of stuff, and just make it look crazy. But like watching this movie, and it's like this is what they did in the early '80s with just what they had,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it is just insane. Like I was I was watching this movie, like I said last night for the first time, and I was gushing. I was just sitting. There, I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool looking. Oh my, I was just geeking out as I'm much like, as you ah!
0: like. Monster things, '80s things, Carpenter things. I'm amazed you didn't have this movie already.
1: I've owned, I've owned it for a while. I just haven't <laughs> watched it. I don't, I don't know. There, that's another ongoing theme <laughs> with this: is a, a bunch of movies that are owned and ha, like haven't actually watched yet. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> so I have a ton of those.
1: I do too. I do too. And like I said, there's this is one. This is on my cardinal sins list for a reason because it's, it's something I should have watched. I don't know why I never... I just never got around. I just never came up.
0: I'm glad I finally forced your hand.
1: uh, Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Kurt Russell was involved in the production before being cast, helping Carpenter develop his ideas. Russell was the last actor to be cast in June 1981, by which point second unit filming was starting in Juneau, Alaska.
1: Which is crazy because you're like, Hey, I'm Kurt Russell. I'm awesome. Like, I'm gonna and, help you. Pro- I'm gonna help you get this going. And like the main in-
0: focus of the movie,
1: he's like not even actually cast yet. <laughs> like, I wonder if I help you with this, you'll be like, you know, he would be a good Macready. <laughs> <Like, laughs> but I'll
0: think like, about it.
1: He, he he like early on, he was like, I keep forgetting their names. Like he was originally at like Windows or something like that. Where it's like, ah, oh, no, I I need to amp it up a little bit. I'm, I gotta be a star of the show.
0: Well, they met with several people Uh, at various points. The producers met with Brian Dennehy, Chris Christopherson, (laughs) John Hurd, Ed Harris, Tom Berenger, Jack Thompson, Scott Glenn, Fred Ward, Peter Coyote, Tom Atkins, and Tim uh, McIntyre. Some passed on the idea of starring in a monster film, while Dennehy became the choice to play Copper. Uh, each actor was to be paid $50,000, but after the more established Russell was cast, his salary increased to 400000
1: um. So, I was... I'm going through this list, and the funny thing, because you said Tom Atkins, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Halloween 3. Um, But Adrienne Barber, um, Barbeau,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I want to say, because she's seems to always be in carpenter stuff. Um yeah. and I want to say I thought she was also in Halloween 3, which would have been funny would because that was also Tom Atkins. I don't remember what year that was, but um I I totally forgot that Wilford Brimley was Dr. Blair. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Like I mean I saw his name on there, but like when I'm watching it like he's not the just the big diabetes man that oh, I'm so used say. to seeing. <laughs>
0: He wasn't talking I mean, the, about the uh, the the worries of diabetes, and no. therefore it's hard to. I get it.
1: Oh my goodness! I'm trying to think because, like, watching this movie, like, I didn't know how the beats were gonna play out, mm-hmm. but I knew that Norris was like the big head because I. Yeah. I mean, that's the, this movie's been out a year longer than I've been alive, so like, avoiding, like, you're not gonna. You're not going to not see stuff for it. That
0: was my kind of thing. It was like, I felt like I knew everything that was going to happen, but it didn't at the same time. It was kind of weird. Well,
1: Speaking of weird, so Charles Hallahan, who played uh, Vance Norris, Mm -hmm. died in
2: 1997
1: Mm. and had one, two, three, four, five, six movies come out that year. Damn. And then th- another movie in, in ninety eight two thousand and in two thousand one. So he had that's weird. ten movies come out.
0: And wrapped it up. yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. Which is especially insane. that late afterwards.
1: <laughs> like I mean, like a year, like,
0: that's fine, but like four years later, that's weird.
1: But see, this is the thing: is when he passed, he popped out the pest, which is a guilty pleasure movie of mine with John Leguizamo, Dante's Peak. He was on NYPD Blue, Things That Go Bump. He was on the show The Visitor players and then he did three other movies i never heard of but like space jam the past dante's peak dante's peak was a i think a pretty decent sized movie for that year like to have to like that's a that's a lot of pump right
2: there
0: (laughs) yeah i'll say uh jeffrey holder call weathers and bernie casey were considered for the role of childs and carpenter also looked at isaac hayes having worked with him on escape from new york ernie hudson was the front runner and almost cast until they met with Keith David.
1: Oh, I like Ernie Hudson quite a bit. And so the funny thing we did. He was so good in that movie. But so I'm like I'm I'm I have the the cast list pulled up here because I don't remember the, like I had a real hard time remembering the names because of yeah. there, so many I of these IMDb people. I IMDb open. Yeah, and I'm like okay, so uh Clark, Richard Macer, Masur. Masur Mm-hmm. like he's that guy who has that face from like the 80s and 90s he's a he's a, like that tv show dad face that like you saw everywhere growing that the up the older guy yeah who had the beard or oh. he had um I was well not the beard but he had um i'm trying to think but like yeah dude that i remember seeing that guy everywhere yeah he, yeah he was the guy with the dogs
0: oh okay i was thinking the yeah. older older guy he's no, someone i've well, seen everywhere
1: i know and i'm like this is this is like the the trip out here where i'm like yeah he's the old guy in the picture i'm looking at but this was also (laughs) almost 40 years ago (laughs) except for the ones that died because i'm like oh hey gary and george i'm like these guys their faces didn't change
2: oh no they're old (laughs) they are now principal
0: photography began on august 24th 1981 in Juneau, alaska filming lasted approximately 12 weeks carpenter insisted on two weeks of rehearsals before filming as he wanted to see how scenes would play out this was unusual at the time because of the expense involved filming mm. then moved to the universal lot where the outside heat was over 100 degrees fahrenheit the internal sets were climate controlled to 28 degrees
1: oh what a place to be <laughs> yeah. you imagine like walking outside like oh my god i'm gonna get sick it's yeah. so hot, so cold, <laughs> 80 fucking degrees difference going between the two.
0: Yuck. To facilitate mm. the uh, da, 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 the team considered building the sets inside an existing refrigerated structure, but were unable to find one large enough. Instead, they collected as many portable air conditioners as they could, closed off the stage, and used hum- humidifiers and misters to add moisture to the air.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: A film scout located an area just outside Stewart along the Canadian coast, which offered the project both ease of access and scenic value during the day. On December 2nd, 1981, roughly 100 American and Can- Canadian crew members moved to the area to begin filming. During the journey there, the crew bus slid on the snow towards the unprotected edge of the road, nearly sending it down a 500-foot embankment. Ah! some of the the crew stayed in the small mining town during filming while others lived on residential barges on the portland canal
1: that's that would be crazy i've never been to alaska but i think it'd be awesome
0: it'd be fun but i would never want to live there they would make the 27 mile drive up a small winding road to the filming locations in alaska where the exterior outpost sets were built oh yeah uh, during the opening weekend, the film earned $3.1 million with 840 theaters, an average of 3699 per theater, finishing as the number eight film of the weekend behind Supernatural Horror Poltergeist, uh, which was Ooh. its fourth weekend of release. Wow. Yeah. Didn't do great. Uh, the film received negative reviews on its release and hostility from its cynical anti-authoritarian tone and graphic special effects, Cinefantistica? I don't even know how to spell that. Printed (laughs) an issue with uh, the thing on its cover asking, is this the most hated movie of all time? (laughs) Ah. Yeah. This did not go over well initially. Uh, Some reviewers were dismissive of the film, calling it the quintessential moron movie of the 80s instant junk and the film's special effects were simultaneously lauded and lambasted for being technically brilliant but visually repulsive and excessive wow the thing received nominations from the academy of science fiction fantasy and horror films for best horror film and best special effects but lost to poltergeist and (laughs) et Uh, the film was nominated at the Razzie Awards for worst musical score, and in the years, but in the years following its release, critics fans have reevaluated the thing as a milestone of the horror genre. It's been called one of, if not the best, film directed by Carpenter. It's good. Mm-hmm.
1: It yeah, it's good. Like putting bias aside,
0: yeah. like it's just a solid movie.
1: It is. It, it's so well done. The tension is... It, like, they maintain that throughout the well, movie. That's,
0: that's the thing. Like, I knew mo- more or less what was going to happen, even up to the ending with those two sitting there by themselves, just, like, mm-hmm. having a stare-off. And it yeah. was still tense. It was still yeah. like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I already know what's going to happen.
1: When uh, Like I said, we were watching it in Discord, and I was typing it out, and I'm like, God, this... It's tense. I wonder what's going to happen. And then it's all screen went black. Directed by John Carpenter. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's how it happened. <laughs> so I go, right.
0: Well, that's dumb. Uh, John Kenneth Moore called it Carpenter's most accomplished and underrated directorial effort. And critic Matt Zoller Seitz called it or said it quote is one of the greatest and most elegantly constructed B movies ever made. In 2008, Empire Magazine selected it as one of the 500 greatest movies of all time. I could see that. So something that was considered junk when it came out is now one of the 500 best movies. And not just horror movies, but movies ever.
2: Right.
1: I know. It, it's it's so crazy how that works, too. Because you're like... It's, it's just sad sometimes when, when things... they do, Like, it takes a while for them to get their due mm-hmm. and i mean i could obviously would be worth the wait to finally get it but like it's just kind of a bummer like this watching yeah. this movie if i would have watched this when i was younger i would have i don't know if i would have appreciated it the way that i do now sure which is kind of a nice fallback i guess potentially but
0: i'm just glad carpenter stayed around to see like all of his works be so much more appreciated than they were mm-hmm. back then uh, numerous publications have ranked it as one of the best science fiction films including number 4 by IGN in 2016 number 12 by Thrillist in 2018 number 17 by GamesRadar Plus in 2018 uh, and so on and so forth uh, mm-hmm. it's number 76 by Rotten Tomatoes 2017 and based on it's average review score It is listed in the film reference book, 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die, which says, quote, one of the most influential horror movies of the 1980s, much imitated, but rarely bettered. It is one of the first films to unflinchingly show the rupture and warp of flesh and bone into grotesque tableau of serial beauty forever raising the bar of cinematic horror. Wow. So there's that.
1: Yeah. Yeah all of that
0: (laughs) yeah I mean it's I don't think there's any movie that we have covered that has had that much of a turnaround I mean some are appreciated more so later but this went from dime store junk to throw away to one of the best movies of all time yeah that's just insane
1: yeah it's really mind blowing to think about that and like it's worthy Like, I I could just imagine, say, 15 years from now and, you know, maximum overdrive all of a sudden kind (laughs) of.
0: I'll see it on my deathbed (laughs) and it'll be the thing that finally pushes me over that crest to reach into the beyond. I'm (laughs) out. (laughs) I don't want to live in this world anymore.
1: (laughs) Good thing I'm almost... Good thing I'm knocking on that door. Yay! <laughs> Yay!
0: Some fun facts before we get into the thing. Several writers developed <laughs> drafts for the thing. That wasn't even a, a thing I was trying to do. It just happened. No, before. you did it twice, too. <laughs> I know. Uh, before a carpenter became involved, including Logan's run, writer William F. Nolan, novelist David Weitz, and Hooper and Henkel, whose draft was set at least partially underwater and which Cohen described as a Moby Dick-like story in which the captain did battle with a large, non-shapeshifting creature.
2: Mm. Yep. Uh
0: Lancaster was hired to write the script after describing his vision for the film and his intention to stick closely to the original story. To Carpenter, who was a fan of Lancaster's work on Bad News Bears, Lancaster conceived several key scenes in the film, including the Norris thing biting Dr. Copper and the use of blood tests to identify the thing, which Carpenter cited as the reason he wanted to work on the film. He also made some oh. significant changes to the story, such as reducing the number of characters from 37 to 12.
1: <laughs> okay. that That's a very good change. Yeah. Because as of right now, I feel like there is a lot
2: mm-hmm.
1: of people in this movie. I think and- if they
0: went with 37, like... 30 of them would have just been filler.
1: Yeah, a lot of fodder. Yeah. Like each one of these people like even though there's 12 of them, like it's 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 I wouldn't say it's too much, but it's just enough to where you still kind of give a shit about what's going on with yeah. the people. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, windows. I keep gravitating towards that guy, but like I like before I knew his name was Windows, I was calling him Hyde's dad <laughs> cuz he looked he looked like 70s Hyde right there. And yeah. then I'm looking through and I'm like, "Oh my god, he is the guy from uh Warriors. Like Warriors <laughs> is one of my my favorite non-horror movies. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember like what his character's name was in that movie. Um Fox. But Fox. Yeah. Yeah, Fox. But yeah, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, he looked just like Hyde's dad. It was crazy.
0: Hmm. Uh, It took Russell about a year to grow his hair and beard out for the role. The sets had been built in Alaska during the summer atop a rocky area overlooking a glacier in preparation for snow to fall and cover them. Hmm. Outside, the temperature was so low that the camera lenses would freeze and break. The crew had to leave (laughs) the cameras in the freezing temperatures as keeping them inside the warm... Resulted in foggy lenses that took hours to clear.
1: Yeah, you'd have they definitely would have to be <laughs> acclimated to that weather. Yeah, which seems like it would not work so well. Like no. leaving equipment outside, <laughs> you know, in that temperature. Like, is it still going to work? It, apparently, it did. But... Yeah,
0: good enough anyway. It took eight yeah. hours to rig the explosive necessary to destroy the set in the film's finale.
1: You said eight hours? Yep. Christ.
0: (laughs) Keith David broke his hand in a car accident the day before he was to begin shooting. David attended filming the next day, but when Carpenter and Franco saw his swollen hand, they sent him to the hospital where it was punctured with two pins. He returned wearing a surgical glove beneath a black glove that was painted to resemble his complexion. His left hand is not seen for the first half of the film.
2: Oh, wow.
1: All right. (laughs)
0: Uh, the explosive destruction of the base required the camera assistants to stand inside the set with the explosives, which were activated remotely. The assistants then had to run to a safe distance while seven cameras captured the base's destruction. So, press record and run for your life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of yeah. like what
0: I do every time I record with you. Just press record and run.
2: Oh, my
1: <laughs> God.
0: Quad. Carpenter filmed multiple endings for The Thing, including a happier ending, because editor Todd Ramsey thought that the bleak, nihilistic conclusion would not test well with audiences. In the alternate take, McCready is rescued and given a blood test that proves he is not infected. Dumb. (laughs) Uh, Last thing, before we get into The Thing, about The Thing. Carpenter lost the job of directing the 1984 science fiction horror film Firestarter, because of the thing's poor performance. Oh. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: True story. Yeah. I think it's on <laughs> IMDb, that so it must be true. Uh, yeah,
1: it, it's on the internet, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's that's, uh, that's
0: obviously that, everything we're, an, we've just said is 100 <laughs> percent fact.
1: It's enough truth for
0: me. So let's get into the thing about the thing.
1: <laughs>
0: I I knew it was alien, but I still was not expecting to see a spaceship in outer space. Yeah. crash landing on earth
1: it's very predator-esque it reminded, me like it not the ship itself but like the like it flying through cl- crash landing whatever like it's what it reminded me of watching it And i'm like oh yeah. they're using this looked like cg mm-hmm. like like 1982 cg
0: when i was wondering watching this like if i didn't already know what this movie was because right after this, we get to them trying to sniper a husky from a helicopter.
1: Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of uh, confused about that as well. I don't know if it's because they needed food, like they do guided right. hunts like that in like Texas, right? Well, of course, For, they do. <laughs> well, a lo- like all jokes aside, like a lot of it is like. um like population control yeah. with um, like the boars down there. Like they just have like, they're rampant, just mm-hmm. crazy. And you can pay to go up in a helicopter and just get them. You know what I mean? And that so sounds
0: very Texas,
1: it does sound very <laughs> Texas. Um, I would only be like, okay, I would, I would consider that if I got to keep, you know, the meat from it, you know, yes. I mean, that's what, like pork, yeah. like, you fill up a freezer. Like I'm I don't, I'm not that guy that, okay. So like when it comes to, like hunting animals and stuff like that, like I'm not opposed to it. I don't just want to go and just kill shit for the sake of killing shit. Like yeah. if I go and shoot a deer, it's cause I want to bring home food. True. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just go out and shoot some shit and leave it there. Like that's, that's kind of fucked. But like when I saw like, there was no context to it. To, like you have this guy in a helicopter chasing a husky shooting at it and like part of me wonders like were they going through the same thing like was this animal infected and that's why that's the only thing yeah
0: yeah i mean and that's the deal is you know because they land and they're still shooting at the husky and one blows himself up and the other one shoots one of the guys trying to so they he gets shot in the (laughs) head
1: shot in the fucking eyeball
0: and it's like i watched the History of Horror. So, like, I knew that the dog was the thing. Already. Okay, so
1: that that makes sense. Like, but, I assumed, but yeah. I didn't watch The History of Horror. I need to. <laughs> you should. It's really good. Add it to the list of shit that I want to watch that I just don't make time to watch.
0: Do it. It's on Shutter.
1: I know it's on Shutter.
0: And I own them both.
1: I, I believe it.
0: Watched them several times. So, yeah, it was that's like that's what okay. you do, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it was just, it was like, I I knew already the dog was the thing, and so mm-hmm. obviously this camp of Norwegianers already dealt with this nonsense already, and we're trying right. to basically do what Kurt Russell ends up trying to do by the end of this. Yeah. But not knowing that would have been trippy as shit.
1: That's exact. <laughs> like, that was me last <laughs> night. I hadn't watched the history of horror. I mean, I could put... Two and two together, yeah. but I'm also like, I remember, I remember typing in chat. I'm like, leave the fucking dog alone. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And then like, it, like, it was the only thing that would have made sense. But like, I wasn't thinking that in the moment. Mm. I'm just like, oh my god, they're fucking, they're really bored in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. They let their dogs go and they're like, Look, fucking, let's get it. <laughs>
0: we don't use yeah. dog whistles here. I also I loved the use of very superstitious in the background Mm. when the husky was roaming the halls I started listening to lyrics and I was like I couldn't quote him now if I tried but it was like it fits so perfectly with what the movie is about that I had to bring it up and then of course the autopsy of the goopy smoking mangled pile of gross shit to set up the the tone of the the grossness that is to come in this movie
1: right i know i just um i looked up like superstition like i looked up, the lyrics still like it makes sense but like oh, yeah. it's like the um very superstitious nothing more to say very superstitious the devil on his the devil's on his way 13 month old baby broke the looking glass seven years of bad luck good things in your past uh, when you believe in things that you don't understand, then you suffer superstition ain't the way. No, no, no.
2: So, <laughs> no, no,
1: no. <laughs> it's a great song, Like, yeah. and it fits. It, it, it really, really does. does. <laughs> and I, lo- I love it when movies use... Like, there's more to just putting a song in the movie just because, like, it fits. Like, how every horror movie, you know, has Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Mm-hmm. Like, when a song fits, and then you're like, oh, wow, these lyrics... They fucking feed right into it too, and it adds just an extra layer to it, you know. Instead of just because it sounds good, or like, oh, this is creepy. Well,
0: that's, if you watch uh, Watchmen mm-hmm. in the full length version, and you look into the meanings of all the songs that were used there, it, it's very telling of the time and the situations that they were dealing with you know, hmm, okay. in that movie.
1: I know. I, I I still add that to the list as well. Like I I I've seen. I've seen the regular version, but I haven't seen the full length.
0: It's worth it. I know it if is. you ever want to borrow it or get it?
1: I was gonna say I was waiting for you to tell me how you owned it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's coming.
0: I yeah, I own the director's cut, see- and then I own the ultimate edition. That's the actual full length thing with all right. the stuff in it.
1: And I can see the books on your shelf, just yep. right there. Yep, Boop. I can see them. Yep. <laughs>
0: Boop. Um, putting the thing with the dogs was just the most tense, horrifying scene in the movie for me uh, and then it starts to get super gross with the tendrils and the other I, shit and then it starts eating the dogs and...
1: I don't like tentacles <laughs>
0: that's
1: fair. I, I, yeah I especially with this one because it's just like their little wacky inflatable flailing arm tube man's just coming out the back and just, <laughs> I'm like oh my god no and then they're like Whoosh. They fucking grab onto shit like, yeah. you know, spoilers later on when part of, when one comes out and wraps around the chair and it's pulling. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my <laughs> god! I'm like, they're doing this. That's that's Yeah, great. this
0: movie is definitely not for the the squeamish like, it's, at all. And the sound I mean, effects, mm-hmm. all
1: the dripping and the gooping, sludgy.
0: And they flamethrower the thing in the kennel, and it's just all <laughs> gross and it. Ugh. Yeah. But we get some backstory on the thing kind of. There's tapes that they find with no- that the Norwegianers blew up some ice to uncover this spaceship and mm-hmm. the thing was lying dormant in the ice for potentially thousands of years and was just you know staying there and then these Norwegianers decided to blow it up uncovered it and were screwed much like most yeah. alien things yeah I, I yeah. loved the 80s shitty computer explaining how the cells changed. <laughs> that was very...
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm watching that too, and it's all imitation um, or assimilation complete. and You know, mm-hmm. it, imitations. It looked like Space that. Invaders, but with blobs. It really did. It really did. Just like, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. I'm like Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the thing I love about old-ass movies like this that talk about um, technology mm-hmm. and all this advanced technology. And it's like to be in that headspace, obviously would like when you're, you know, it's the eighties and you're obviously have no idea what the future is going to be like. And then you're like, I bet it, I, I bet this is what's going to be like, we're going to have flying cars by 2020. Um, and this and that. And then you go back and it's all just wall to wall computers and dials and mm. fucking Beeps and bloops, and it's just crazy. It's just basically fancier versions of the technology they had at the time. But, like, it's just I I just it is, but I get some like kind of joy out of it because I'm like, it just I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. I get it, it's homey, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, we discover that there's a 75% chance that someone on the team has been infected. And if this is not contained in about twenty-seven thousand hours, <laughs> it could take over the globe. And right, which is frightening. Be, yeah, because I mean that seems. Twenty-seven thousand. Yeah, I mean that seems like a wacky, crazy amount of hours. But you know, there's how many hours in a week? Twenty-four times seven. I should know. Yeah. That so if you
1: have twenty-seven thousand hours divided by sixty, that's four hundred and fifty days. Dif- that's just a weird like a year it'd be
0: 2700 hours divided by 24 so there's 24 hours in a day
1: oh well 2700 divide oh yeah divided by 24 is oh so that's about 1125 days
0: so within four years
1: yeah which is actually not bad that's a lot longer that's, that's a lot, a lot longer, longer than i thought it was yeah, same here. <laughs> but <laughs> still, like,
0: I mean, that's still one of those things where it would, it would just grow. Like, there's mm-hmm. really no containing it if it leaves this frozen wasteland.
1: Right, which is and, yeah. fucking frightening.
0: Yeah. Um, Benning's is changed uh, and becomes, you know, one of the thing, and it's lit on fire with a flare and gas in the snow, which is a great <laughs> kind of classic scene from this movie of them all standing around this burning body in the snow yep and then brimley goes crazy with an axe and a gun
1: (laughs) well and that's the thing too because like they lock him up out there they're like you know he could be infected or whatever and they lock him up out there but like one i was like the thing i was thinking of watching i'm like that's probably the safest place to be
2: yeah
0: like you know, if it was me if and I was going crazy, I'd be like, "Yes, put me in the shed, away from all you fuckers, and you right. can all get infected and die, and I'll just sit here in my shed and make <laughs> sit a, out here in make sheds. my own uh, plane, I guess, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> underground."
1: Well, I know, and that's the like the crazy thing about that too is like, oh, don't then don't they go out there to test his blood? Isn't that why they go up there and find out that he's gone?
0: Yeah, because they. Yeah, they've tested everyone else's blood, and they had that whole freak out, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And right, then they okay. go out there, and and he's not there. And yeah, I don't. We don't see him for the rest of the movie. I don't think
1: until the very end. No, and he's a expert tunneler, by the way. I'm just going to oh, put no that kidding. out there, real
0: quick. And a decent plane builder in the snow.
1: Short period of time as well. Yeah, <laughs> he's busy. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, busy. you don't have anything else to do in that, Chad.
1: Busy, Brimley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gotta fight off them diabetes.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So they decide, hey, let's test our blood to see if we're infected. But, uh uh-oh, all the reserves of our blood that we had in case of accidents is drained. Someone Mm -hmm. got into our storage freezer and clipped all the bags, and it's blood all over the floor, so we can't use it.
1: Which is really weird, because you should still be able to use it. Like yeah, it, but I mean, it's, it's all
0: mixed together, so you don't know who's who oh, is and which is Oh, that's right. So. It was mixed. That's
1: yeah. right. And I but, add, oh no. So what I was thinking, like in the bags though, like I wonder how, like how much they need because like when they're doing the test, they're doing it in the most brutal way possible because they're taking a knife and then like sticking it into the tip of their finger and then basically slicing their like I know you got to get a decent amount of blood. Yeah. But I'm like these are like inch long gashes where they're just cutting in mm-hmm. and i'm like how oh, yeah and there's an imdb
0: ow. goof that's like they're so worried about infections but they're all using the same knife the same yeah they're all
1: it's using like, the same one mm-hmm. hey, well and even windows <laughs> kind of was 80s. like you know wiping it on his shirt yeah. on his pants to try to get the blood off there and i'm like not
0: a bad idea i guess
1: yeah they're yeah worse it's the 80s <laughs> it's the 80s fuck it yeah <laughs>
0: Um, so everyone starts becoming a suspect, which is great. I love when they all start turning on each other. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just going nuts and running for guns and safety and shit. And even well, McCready yeah. is suspected what? and threatens to blow right. everyone up if they come after him.
1: Well, and the thing about this too, because like Windows <laughs> runs and he breaks open the thing and he grabs a shotgun. I believe I believe it was Windows, and they get and over there like broke put window yeah windows breaking windows inside the building yeah god it and he said like put the gun down and it's like oh, Jesus Christ well you got a gun why can't I have one yeah you fucking dick cause I'm the guy <laughs> like, in
0: charge I shot yeah. that Norwegianer point blank in the head oh
1: the old man sheriff <laughs> but like and not on like on top of that like the thing is crafty yeah like it's a real devious bitch <laughs> Well, like, that's the when thing, they, like, I mean,
0: you never really know who it is that's infected and when they do end up shooting some people before the the blood test, which we're getting to real close here. Like, they both, I believe, test negative. Yeah. So it's like they're all going crazy and thinking, oh, this must be him, and they're not.
1: Right. Well, I like, I like how they, they tried to pin it on McCready by, like, leaving, you know, stuff behind with his name on yeah. it. And, like, they definitely... I don't know if it was a little heavy handed with Kurt Russell's character or not being like, it's him. It's him. Given the fact that he's in charge,
2: yeah.
1: I guess. But like, yeah, like that's my favorite thing about this. And, um, it, yeah, the, the tensions between the team get real, like, uh, that's my, my, one of my favorite things about the movie. Cause it's just like, it's awkward. But yeah, like,
0: I, I, that's the reason why I think I would rewatch this again sooner than later is just that team dynamic and them folding in on each other and, oh, it's mm-hmm. you, oh, it's you, and that great scene at the end with them, like, staring off. It's
1: Well, you can't, like, if me and you were in a situation like this, like, or even if you're stuck in a situation like that with people that you're close to, like, one of the guys in the movie, I think it was Gary, he's like, I've known that guy for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm getting up there. I've known you for what seven, almost like Mm. getting close to six, seven years. Like, like, no, it doesn't matter how much you know somebody or how close you are to that person. Like, that's a real strain because, like, we're like, I can't trust that you're like. I would like to think that you wouldn't lie to me, but if you were infected, it's not you lying to me. You know what I mean? So like, you can't. (laughs) Or is it? Yeah, you know what? Like. It's it's a real, like, the more you think about it, the more you try to put it into, like, everyday situations, it's, like, it's fucking weird.
0: Well, it's a real body snatchers kind of thing where it's, like, unless you're mid-transformation and you still see the little tendrils and shit popping out of your neck, you look real the same. Real faculty? Just Yeah, you look the same, you act the same, more or less. Like, there's no real differentiating between the actual person and the thing until mm-hmm. it's put under some sort of duress where it feels like it has to fight back. Yeah. Which gets us to the chest mouth scene. Which is <laughs> I wasn't
1: I wasn't expecting that. I was not ready for that when he's like goes to push on his chest and he <laughs> goes in, like he pushed through and all of a sudden it clamps on there. I'm like, Yes <laughs> are you fucking kidding me right now? It's a chest mouth. <laughs> God damn it.
0: That's another classic. Was, I'm surprised you hadn't seen before. I
1: hadn't seen that one. I knew that Norris became like the big thing, mm-hmm. or like he's the like his face was the one that I always saw. Yeah. With it, it, obviously. Um. But no, I don't. I don't remember. I'm not saying I never did see it somewhere, but yeah. like, it didn't. That was a pleasant surprise. Good. Okay. Like, a
0: lot of the stuff I had seen before, so it was just kind of almost ticking boxes in a sad kind of way. But we do get the big thing that stretches up to the ceiling and is all crazy and shit, and the head lopped off that crawls, grows the spider legs, and crawls along the floor, <laughs> and everyone gets burned up.
1: Well, the, the the best part of it, like, so I'm watching this, and as Norris's head f- like falls and tears off from the weight of it it Mm -hmm. just naturally just detaches falls down and then the legs sprout out but the heads upside down and little eye things pop out the top and then it's kind of crawling away all spider-esque and i'm looking i'm like is nobody seeing this like (laughs) oh my there's a this giant thing crawling away and then you see the guy kind of like oh slowly (laughs) tilting his head like what the fuck is that and i'm like okay i'm glad that they did that because that Like, you know a movie is good when you're like, this might be my favorite thing about the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. this might be, like, I love that scene so much because it's just like, I'm like, how does nobody see this fucking beach ball size of a thing crawling away (laughs) with spider legs? And then the guy's just kind of tilting his head like, uh, anybody else seeing this? Like, (laughs) it's so
0: cool. Kurt Russell has his classic, you gotta be fucking kidding me (laughs) line.
1: I love Kurt Russell so much too. God damn it. He really is, uh, uh, and I'm glad that we're covering this like on the heels of talking about stuntman Mike
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Death Proof and all that. And I'm like, God damn it! So he's good. just great. He's like, well, he's like to
0: Santa Claus. He's just awesome. And everything. that's
1: right. But I mean, like, <laughs> he has this coolness about him. You know what I mean? Like, I would almost like people like a Matthew McC- like McConaughey esque. You know what I mean? But like. I feel like Kurt Russell was that cool before that, yeah. or like you know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, he I mean, was
0: cooler than that.
1: That's what I mean. Like, guys, guys, this like... guy's guy guy fucking Captain Ron. Okay, you want to talk about movies that I grew up with? Kurt Russell about Like I didn't. My parents, like I said, watching The Crow, they kind of <laughs> monitored what we watched
2: mm-hmm.
1: to an extent, and like, even though Captain Ron's kind of like that, like '90s raunchy comedy which was real innocent to these i i I probably shouldn't say that because there's probably something really like inappropriate offensive in there that i don't remember oh yeah but like which seems to happen quite a bit these days where you're like oh
0: just rewatching shrek and you go wait what
1: yeah they said what (laughs) god damn it monster squad you can't say that that many times come on (laughs) like um but yeah it's just so goddamn cool (laughs) and uh Okay, I'll get off my fucking Kurt Russell soapbox here. And well,
0: we got to talk you about should've... the most iconic scene in the movie, which is the blood test.
1: Yeah, we, we do. You should have heard me last night when we got done watching this and I was watching 13 Ghosts and I got on my Matthew Lillard kick again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, still alive. It. He's coming back for Scream 17. Did it's you, happening.
1: Did you not read the thing, though, where what the what the plot for Scream 3 was supposed to be? No. So, like, not to get too often, obviously, this is. So, the thing was, is he, like, I believe it was Scream 3, 3 or 4, he survived initially. And he was supposed to be masterminding a bunch of copycat, ghostface killer, like, teenage killers going around doing all this stuff while he was in prison. But it was the time of Columbine and all that kind of stuff. So, they kind of had to scrap the idea of a bunch of teenage killers running around. And so... That's initially what it was supposed to be, is he was supposed to be kind of just puppeteering from prison. I don't um, feel like
0: Stu would have had the capacity for something like that.
1: I don't either. That's more of a Stu thing. Not Stu, sorry. That's more of a Billy thing, I feel. Yeah. Because, um, But who knows? Maybe Even
0: Randy. Like, if they had <laughs> made Randy a turncoat and had him be the puppet master, like, that would have been cool. That
1: would have made sense. because Instead, it, they killed it him been, in a van. Yeah, it, but it would have been obvious because... He's the fucking expert here. All right, back to the thing. Sorry. I just... it.
0: The blood test is great. It's super tense. And again, it's one of those things that I knew what was going to happen, and it was still like, holy crap, this is just insane. Yeah. Like, every moment of it, and the big knife, serrating the thumbs and shit, and it was
1: just spilled it well yeah dude and i'm watching it and like all these ones are coming up negative like it's not doing anything and i'm like mm-hmm. oh my god is some, who, who the fuck's <laughs> it gonna be oh my god and then as soon as when they finally i don't remember which one uh which one was it the one that like the blood fucking jumps out of the of mm. the beaker or the petri dish yeah it's is like on a the a little ground.
0: hand thing Pops out of the dish and then it starts crawling around the
1: well, yeah, but I mean, like it's dripping across the floor, like mm-hmm. scooting away. And I'm like, ugh, gross blood, gross blood, quit it, <laughs> stop, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's just,
0: it's, it's a great, gross, fun movie because really then is. we get to, to Brimley escaping in his ready made <laughs> ship underground, god damn it, and the thing blew the generators so that. It could freeze the the camp and hibernate until. And again, to, to your point that it's smart. Like, so it wanted to blow the generators to turn off the heat to freeze everybody out, hibernate, so yeah, that until- when rescue came, it could latch onto that rescue mm-hmm. copter
1: and get to safety. Yeah, like the fact that they're like, oh my god, they figured out like if we let this thing survive, it will just freeze
2: mm-hmm
1: but like why do like what makes the like why does the alien like i know that people i don't know like what the specific like the specifications are necessary to be able to basically cap yourself in ice to where you can still be alive and you're just frozen in time but like like, I I don't know. Like the thing was able to do that, but then you have uh, Childs and McCree sitting there, facing like staring off at each other, and it's like it's about to get real cold real quick. Like, what's mm-hmm. Why can't they basically hibernate? Like, I wish I knew. Well, more for starters,
0: bad. Brandon, people aren't aliens. Maybe two other aliens were aliens, but our physiology yeah. does not allow us to freeze and re- become uh, alive again. We just die. It's one of those things that they've been working on for a very long time It just still hasn't worked I'm, out. They've gotten close, though.
1: I want to hit you so bad right now. A strike you right through the goddamn camera. I know that we cannot. <laughs> I know that we cannot. You son yeah, no. of a bitch. <laughs> I want to know, like, like, maybe I'll look it up be like, what, like, is it like a flash freeze? Like, how do we get an Austin Power situation where this person can be frozen for 40 years, however long until they get thawed back out? Like, I hate you so goddamn much.
0: The answer, had- Brandon, is we don't.
1: Because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, ma- you try to make me sound stupider one more time, and I swear <laughs> to God.
0: It has happened. Like, again, it, it's happened with, like, heart valves and stuff. They froze mm-hmm. that stuff and, and made it come back to life and work again. Mm
1: hmm. Seriously, they have <laughs> no. I believe you. I'm just eyeballing <laughs> you right now, like. Mm. But it, it. Back to the original point, Dickface, is that like it 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 is crafty being like, hey, <laughs> like, all I gotta do is wait it out. As yeah. long as they don't kill me, they'll die first, and mm. I'll just wait until somebody
0: better comes along.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then I'll take them over, and then fly me the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah, like. It's really yeah. a, f- a frightening thought that it has that much. I mean, just the fact that in the beginning it was a dog.
2: Mhm.
0: I mean, to have the wherewithal to be like, I'm going to be the most innocent-looking creature I've seen so far and have them this bunch of strangers welcome me openly because I look like I'm just a dog and then well. I can take them over without them knowing
1: but see that's the thing is like so um, (laughs) if the wolf husky whatever was with the norwegians and is running back towards where everybody else is like inside that kennel there was like five other dogs so like like did that dog run to their camp and then come back, or like that's the thing I don't get. Like it's not like it was the only husky there.
0: <laughs> well, I would assume the Norwegianers had one or a couple. And I mean, it's don't anymore because yeah. I mean it's the Arctic. You, the dog you have up there would be a husky. Yeah. Or maybe a Saint Bernard, and you know that's that's what those dogs are bred for—is that kind of weather. Yeah. So, I think it tracks. Yeah, uh, I'm sure
1: it does. I've overthinking it
0: yeah uh so they blow up the camp uh gary gets infected through the face they like latch onto his cheeks and just like try and dig their way in there it was really weird Dude, that was, scene.
2: Okay.
1: so the one thing like before i talk about that real quick with the homemade ship that was in there like i thought that i thought that that was the one that crash landed at first hmm. um, and then as they look at it more i'm like wow that's fucking rickety I'm like that's not going anywhere.
0: It's like a bike but, with some cardboard wings.
1: <laughs> uh, did did you do a scorecard for this? No. Um, if I would have done a scorecard for this, this would have been my favorite kill, just because Brimley, like, yeah, he does. He like fucking wedges his fingers inside the face. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna rip the fucking like. Oh my. Ugh.
0: And they don't really show what happens to him. It's just uncomfortable and weird. And it's, it reminded me of, I think it's a the Friday the 13th thing where they didn't do any actual effects. They just dug their hand into the face so much and that were able to concave like, it that it looked like it was digging in, but it wasn't.
1: Yeah, I could see that. That well, th- that kind of shit's always kind of wonky to me. Because, like, I, I don't know if I've talked about it on here, but there's a scene in one of the Predator movies. Not Predator, sorry. Hellraiser. I think it's like f- four or five. With the cop. Like, there's a cop there always is but like there's like this scene where this woman is like rubbing his chest mm-hmm. but then like she sticks his hand her hand through under his skin and is like rubbing like his rib cage like you can't see Ugh. it's not yeah <laughs> like you just see the hand moving underneath the skin and shit. i'm like ah, oh, it's so
0: awkward. think like, you told me about this before and I've i think i have
1: too it. i don't yeah I'll bring it back up
0: again. And I'm sure you will <laughs> when we get to Hellraiser 4 or 5 in <laughs> 6 or 7 years.
1: Speaking of Hellraiser, if any of our listeners are gamers and you guys play Dead by Daylight, which I'm a big fan of, um, they are adding Pinhead as the Cenobite, so he's going to be the next killer. Yes, yeah, he I I should. I that. Yeah, uh, I played the um, the test beta a little bit with him yesterday. It's definitely an interesting mechanic, the way they're doing that. But yeah, any any of our gamer listeners out there, um, keep an eye out for that because Hellraiser's coming.
0: Woot woot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing about the thing is when he's breaking up through the floor and pops out and the dog head thing is barking at him and McCready decides to just blow everything to hell and he and Childs are the only ones left staring at each other in the snow and they essentially just go let's just see what happens
1: right well and that's the thing too because like that scene kind of reminds me of Tremors <laughs> where like you can see them coming up like brrr, like mm-hmm. boards under the ground moving but when that thing pops out, out of the ground and like you know giant ass tentacles coming up and then when it's out there like I'm wondering that every – if so when it comes out, it's got the dog head, mm-hmm. and then it's got, like, the man head, and I'm mm-hmm. like, are they able to, like, keep their imitations as a part of, like – like, why would you keep – like, it's only two things they were able to do in that movie, but, like – I'm wondering if that was like the final form or if it was transforming and didn't quite get or like what I, th- but I like... think
0: that. I, th- I think it's they can look like or be anything mm-hmm. but it holds a piece of it. I'm wondering if because I would think that it did a similar thing to the Norwegians and it became different people and took them all out and then it became a dog to mm-hmm. escape. Right. And that that's what I'm assuming happened and that it, Same here. As soon as it morphs into something, it can always morph into that thing afterwards. Right. Is my guess. They don't obviously. They don't go into that, and I haven't seen any of the sequels or other things to be like, "Oh, this is the definitive whatever." But
2: well,
1: and that's the thing. Uh, the thing. <laughs> God, uh-huh. it, like with it being such a a basic title, like you don't realize how often you say the thing. In a girl. sentence, when you're talking about the thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so that's the thing. <laughs> so, because with this movie, there is the thing, and then mm-hmm. there's the thing in 2011, which yeah. I, I don't, I might have seen it, I don't know if I've seen it, and then it's like that's it. So, like, basically, all three of the versions of this movie are.
2: The same you have thing. the original
1: yeah the same thing <laughs> you have the first one that's based off of the book and then this one that's loosely based off the book and then that movie and then you have the remake and it's like there are no ac- technical sequels so yeah. like you don't even really get to expand on anything about it like there's no well, didn't like our get- friend
0: Patrick say that the new one newer one is kind of a sequel
1: probably i don't
0: know I you can like you he can said. hear
1: him better than i can from the table but sure it, it, it sounds about right
0: well you need to watch them like you said you would and let me know
1: <laughs> you're the one that watches what stuff man like you you could probably
0: you're the one who's off this week
1: <laughs> i know and i'm busy as fuck as always and it sucks dude i <laughs> i finally streamed for the first time today and i've been off since thursday and, like, it's Wednesday. Like, I mean, I've been gaming and all that kind of stuff, but, like, dude, I, I, bro, I just don't have time, and I hate it. I, I hate need
0: it. to take a gaming break and watch some movies. That's what I say.
1: No. The more you know, <laughs> the more. You, you want me to come to you, don't you? You just want to fist been fight. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have we, though? <laughs> Oh, uh, you're taking Anywho. this to yeah, but get back on track here, you weirdo.
0: But yeah, I, uh, I I love the ending. I love that it's ambiguous. I love that they don't like we assume the thing is dead because it was blown to shit. But it also seems like it can leech off, branch off. Like it's not just one thing. Because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they it seems like they've killed it at least seven times during the course of the movie, but it's still there.
1: <laughs> right. It's like a piece of the tentacle can break off, and it's like there's just little bits, like it, it, just enough to kind of reattach, reincubate, whatever, like it's insane.
0: Well, and they never really answered, like we were kind of talking about with reusing the knife. Like is it blood, po- you know, can it be passed from person to person through blood? Yeah, is it but, just one entity that can, like a body snatcher, that it's one pod per person that infects them, takes them over and whisks the remains away? Like we don't really know, which right. is kind of nice in this, you know, era we live in where everything is over explained to death.
1: Yeah. And as nice as it is to know, um, another reoccurring theme that we've talked about on the show as of late too is some of the best movies don't give you anything like Mm. what makes them better is the fact you're like okay i think this is what's happening and so like initially you're like if you make them feel like it's their idea they're gonna like it more (laughs) so like Mm. if you're like oh this is what i think happened then it's exponentially better just because you're piecing those things together mm-hmm. and i wish that movies would take a cue from that these days like in, in in the time that we're we're in right now with horror movies and how they have to force speed every little nugget of information to make sure that you don't miss anything mm-hmm. and it's so you like
0: can't complain about it later yeah be like, oh, i didn't it.
1: know and it's like and this
0: thing like with this like it could be dead Or Mm -hmm. it could be MacReady, or it could be Childs, or, I mean, I'll, and either or is a satisfying ending. The idea that one is and the other isn't is scary. Mm -hmm. The idea that neither of them are, but they still can't take the chance and might end up just freezing to death and neither of them are infected is scary. Yep. Like, it just works.
1: It does. It works so much. I'm actually looking right now. um, I'm looking at the thing, the remake. It's got a solid cast. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Joel Edgerton, Adewale Akinue. I know you know that name better than that. You can say it better than I can. Probably. I still don't know who it is, though. uh, He was uh, Killer Croc in Suicide Squad. Oh. oh. Uh, Adewale Akinue (laughs) Agabahe, whatever. But, yeah. yeah. Um, him, it's got <laughs> Eric Christensen Olsen. Oh, it's got, <laughs> it's got Christoph, uh, Christopher, uh, Hibbs-Jew. I can't say it either, but he was, um, Tormund in game of Thrones. Oh, you big mm-hmm. be- bearded bastard. Um, <laughs> so that like, that's the thing is like, I was going to buy it, but I'm like, I'm not paying 15 bucks for that. And even the the thing from another world is $10.
0: That seems like it'd be worth it.
1: That does seem like it'd be I'd like it. to
0: find a, a Thing triple pack with the original, the other original, and then the new one, newer one. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, let me see if there's anything like that on... Well, there's a double pack. That doesn't help you with your with your one... Oh, there's a... Oh, let's see. I think well, that...
0: I feel like the newer one is on voodoo or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe
0: with ads, but I feel like, because I was wanting to watch this one, and I kept going, oh, there it is, and going, oh, shit, it's the newer one.
1: So it's on sale. uh, You can watch it on Peacock for free.
0: Maybe that's where I saw it.
1: Right. You can rent it everywhere else uh, for $4. But um, I definitely, I I would rather watch it for free. Yeah. Um, That's true of most things. Well, no. There's some things where I'm like, you know what? I would pay for that. I yeah, would pay yeah, for
0: that after the fact, but you know, after the fact, free is always better. Free is
1: better, but that—that's the thing.
0: Yeah, that is the whole thing. That's in, the whole uh, thing. Nice hour and change package. Not bad.
1: No. Packaged it real good.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of blew through some of it a little quick. Sorry. I hope we did it justice.
1: I, honestly, I, I've, we don't do anything justice, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Like. <laughs> That's, I, that's fair <laughs> you know like but it's still fun like I enjoyed this movie quite a bit mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's a solid title people I'm hoping will ho- hopefully they'll enjoy it bringing in some new listeners yeah. stuff like that
0: yeah. so before we get into our contact infos I'll go into what the bonus will be for this mm-hmm. and it is creature features our yeah. four favorite creature features. I might end up uh, canoodling with my list a bit and uh, changing things up because after I looked at it, I went, not oh, okay. know Yeah, that's
1: kind of how I felt about mine. Like, I have it written down there, and I'm like,
0: there are so many great I, options.
1: There is. I kind of feel like I'm, it's hard for me because I feel like I'm not horror y enough. Like, I, like, you know how you have, like, you have your communities, and like, if, if you don't this like you get yeah snobbies you know like Mm -hmm. horror snobs like i mean everybody has their snobs but like i always feel bad because i'm like god i don't know shit about movies i just like to watch them (laughs) i don't like i've never seen the thing there's a lot of horror movies i've never seen like like i just feel dumb i understand I understand. I understand. That was a dude, I like you looked real empathetic there for a second. I, that's that doesn't happen with you very often.
0: I'm listening. Okay, Justin.
1: Oh, who was it? I was talking to somebody. I'm like, I'm like, Justin, I'm like, this guy is a fucking living embodiment of Fraser Crane." I'm I like, "You're good way." Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just sure, no. why well, not? I mean I mean, it's Fraser Crane. Like he is what he is. Like, <laughs> like everybody still loved the show.
0: True, you know what I true. mean? So like like think. how
1: how bad can it be?
0: Yep. They're bringing it back.
1: Are they? Mm-hmm. All right. This is not horror related. We'll talk about this <laughs> off because I'm I'm definitely curious. But until next week when uh, we come back with you guys and we talk about our favorite um yeah creature features um depending oh we'll probably record before this comes out so never mind but if you guys want to send us an email if you guys want to comment you guys want to let us know what your favorite creature features are we can start out the following episode and you know give you guys shout outs and, and talk about a little bit um you can find us on facebook at pod and gore podcast we have a facebook page and a group um we are uh, on Instagram and Twitter at gore underscore pod. You can uh, find us on the slasher app at, um, pod and gore podcast. We, you can email us at pod and gore gmail.com. There is no shortages of ways to talk to us. We encourage that you do. Um, we, I've been trying to revamp the discord a little bit. Um, we do a lot of watch parties in there, which is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. If you don't have discord, um, It's basically like kind of like a chat server. You create rooms for different topics and we, we watch the movie. We have a separate chat. There's no voices. We like, nobody likes somebody talking through a movie. So you have to type everything out and it's, it's just like, it's a, it's a fun community thing that we can just kind of talk about. Um, And so that's a lot of fun. Um, If you guys are curious about that, um, I will post another link on the Facebook page. Um, open invitations to that like I said we're always around hit us up if you haven't reviewed rated any of that fun stuff, please do spread the word tell a friend shout it from a mountain yeah Whatever it just it, takes. it helps
0: us get noticed more it gets you know more asses in the seats as it were and mm. you know when people search for horror podcasts, the more reviews and listeners and shit that we have, the higher up in that search engine we get.
2: Right. Um,
0: If
1: there's something that you, uh, if there's things you like about the show, if there's things that you do not like about the show, um, feel free to critique. Yeah. Compliment. Let us know um, if you guys have ideas for movies, episodes, formats. If there's something you guys want to see us do that we haven't done yet, we're all ears. Mm-hmm. We're always planning. We're always talking. Like we're talking about now about what our next style of episodes could be. If, you know, we switch it up from this. Just let us know if you guys are still listening. Yeah. You know, pretty please. <laughs> if there's anybody um, out there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking radio transmission please from Antarctica
0: <laughs> Kurt Russell's oh, yeah. gone crazy again he's got oh. the flares <laughs> he's
1: got the flares oh my god um, so yeah we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us as always mm-hmm. and we will catch you guys in a week when we talk creature features Woot woot! and I have been Brandon and I've been Justin and, and we'll see you guys next time. week
2: Boop. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye.